We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Cincinnati Reds have won 11 in a row. This is not a drill. That and a whole lot more coming up on the Friday edition of the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I'm Clay Link of Rotowire.com. Here with FSWA Hall of Famer Todd Zola. Todd, always a pleasure to be on with you, man. My Reds have won 11 straight. It's a feeling I'm unfamiliar, unfamiliar with. It was the first, uh, longest winning streak for them since 1957. So this may be the only, they were off yesterday, so this may be the only 48-hour stretch in my entire life for the Reds uh, will have an 11-game winning streak. We'll see. But it's been fun. How are you doing today? Not as well as a Reds fan, apparently, but it's I have I've caught a few of their games. It's been fun to watch, and they're playing good ball. I mean, in that division, who knows? I don't know that you can say that there's pitching is set up for the playoffs. I mean, they need Lodolo back and et cetera, Hunter Green. But I mean, I guess they could they could sneak away with a short series if if they get that far. You know, it's funny the Reds have won eleven in a row, and it's like this all time historic high for Reds fans. And meanwhile, the team coming into Cincinnati this weekend, the Atlanta Braves, they've just casually won eight in a row. Yeah. Leading the division. <laughs> so it's kind of, you know, it's, it'll be a tough test for them and it'll be fun to see where they stand. I'm excited to see the energy at great American ballpark uh, this weekend. So yeah. it's, yeah. Uh, it's hard to believe it. It really doesn't feel real, but given, you know, three and 22 start last year, the whole, Drama with one Bill Phil Castellini uh, telling Reds fans to shove it, essentially. And now, look, the the passion is still in Cincinnati. So well, the fans, fans are really turning out and kind of taking ownership of the team themselves. Who knew what having a real shortstop could do for a club? Yeah, that's helped a lot. <laughs> and uh, they just, oh, man, it's been great. But and now the Hunter Green's hurt, but. We'll have to see how things go this weekend. We'll get into that and a, yep. a whole lot more, but uh, yeah, it's hard to. I got to pinch myself. I'll be watching closely tonight. AJ Smith Shaver will be looking to end that winning streak uh, against Luke Weaver. So looking forward to that. Uh, in the stake league, Todd Gavin Williams was already stashed by yours truly. Uh, pat myself on the <laughs> Uh, it wasn't the, the greatest debut for Gavin Williams, but it looked like I didn't see it myself, but it seemed like essentially one bad inning for Gavin Williams. Like yeah. all, all all of his runs in one inning, then bounced back to retire eight of eight of his final nine. And as they should, the announcers pointed out that I think the you know, even more impressive you know, even more of a downer than giving up the runs, it's as impressive that Williams was able to come back and get eight and get a few innings under his belt, et cetera. I had my eyes on some of it, not all of it. He looked, you know, I mean, we've seen, we've seen a lot of rookie pitchers at this point. He looked fine, you know? And so I, you know, things, things do still continue to, to bode well. And he's, he's in the rotation for the foreseeable future. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but you know, he's in the rotation for the foreseeable future, Gavin Williams. Absolutely. Lining up next week at Kansas City, so that's pretty nice. And 
Uh, we'll see if he sticks around. I also had another Gavin stash, Gavin Stone, so I'm hoping this one works out a little bit better than the prior Gavin stash, but we'll see. He goes right yeah. into my starting lineup. Any Gavin McLeod? No. Who's Gavin McLeod? I'm, am I just blanking on that? Who's Gavin McLeod? The captain of the love boat. Who's Gavin McLeod? Okay, oh, this is a gosh. this is a reference. We Mary, just Mary lost. Tyler Moore show. Well, yes, yeah, but then then he was captain of the love boat. Okay, yeah, this is a little. Yeah. This predates my time. Just a little. Oh, bit. Wow, we just lost. I don't know half of our viewers. Sorry, folks. Oh man. Anyway, it's on me, folks, and I apologize. Yes, well, he was Murray and Murray Tyler Moore, and then then Captain Stubing. On the love boat, which basically was just a, a an hourly show every week, and they had all the B and C stars come on and and be on the love boat and fall in love um, with another B or C star. Anyway, whenever I hear somebody hasn't watched The Sopranos, I'm like, Ugh, how have you not watched The <laughs> I look down on now. People are probably doing that for me, and it's nobody's cool. nobody's seen everything, so that's it's not it's not huge in syndication, mm-hmm. so it's not like you would have caught up. You know, and it's not something you're going to catch up on. You know, anyway, all good. Go back and late. I, I set you up there. I shouldn't have done that. No, you're all right. I, I did a quick Google search, <laughs> found it, found out who he was. You learn something every day. And Todd, in the stake league, since Gavin Williams was already stashed, uh, Jordan Hicks was the top pickup. $21 out of 100. I had a $13 bid on him. I fell a little short. Uh, kind of disappointed because he's been. He's got what, like three saves? He's 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 gone from walking, collecting walks to collecting saves. Yeah, yes. You know. And meanwhile, I mean, Ryan Helsley on the IL. Yeah, and who knows how long? Whoever had Gianni, Giovanni Gallegos is still bumming because mm-hmm. I mean he'll get a save here and there, but it looks like he's secondary to Hicks. Yeah, that's stuff. You know, he had Tommy John and then. Took a while for him to find his command, and still kind of a work in progress. But yeah. saves in each of his last three appearances. Hicks or, maybe uh, maybe auditioning to be traded. Who knows? Now a couple of weeks ago, I think I mentioned on the show that I swung a trade for Tyler Stevenson, and after about a slow first week with Stevenson, man, he's been outstanding. So he has. he's been a big part of the Red Surge and. With that, I didn't really have much interest in Henry Davis because this is a one-catcher league. But Henry Davis goes for six out of 100, and I could certainly see that given his pedigree. Sure. Uh, should play quite a bit. So, uh, And 16 teams, 18 teams? 16 with one catcher. But. Yeah, I mean, you could probably go 10 or 11 guys that you're comfortable with. After that, you're looking last four or five, six teams are you know, probably looking to upgrade. Absolutely. And with that in mind, if, if you have a spot, a catcher that you're looking to upgrade, Bo Naylor's also in that mix. He goes for $2 less than Henry at, at four out of a hundred. So, you know, Henry Davis, Bo Naylor, if you need a catcher, kind of an influx of young talent. Um, I'd probably prefer Henry Davis by hair, just given the pedigree, but uh, Bo Naylor is an interesting young player as well. Yeah. I'd have to do a, I don't know off the top of my head. I'd have to do a little bit of a look to see, who I think will play just a little more, maybe hit a little higher in the order because the other stuff is about the same. But I'm betting that if, you know, in 10 leagues, half of them Naylor went for a dollar more and half of them Davis went for a dollar more. Yeah, and if you need pop, I you know, Naylor may be the better bet for for just power itself because 13 homers and just 60 games at AAA Columbus, uh, just about a 500 slugging percentage, 890 OPS. So, um yeah, I mean, he doesn't have the the draft pedigree of Henry Davis. Right. Might be able to contribute to fantasy teams more immediately. And, yeah, in and that I like category. Maybe this is stretching it here, just looking for a narrative. But I like how uh, Naylor has caught Bybee, has caught Allen, has caught Williams in the minors. He's even caught, well, McKenzie's, he's even caught some of these guys on uh, on rehab. So if that eases the transition, having caught these guys already, I think it might, especially with the pitch calm and the way we're communicating now. I think I think it probably has helped that Naylor has caught a lot and beat uh, Shane Bieber. Well, you just hold the glove up, right? You don't worry too much about Bieber. 
That's a good point. Uh, now, Christian Arroyo of your Red Sox seems like a guy in this 16-team mixed league who's on and off rosters pretty regularly, uh, added and dropped. He's added here for $6. Any, anything there that you've seen with Arroyo lately? Uh, actually, we just talked about this with James and Nick on FNF and Sirius is because uh, James is saying he's having trouble trying to decipher the Red Sox middle infield, and I don't blame him. Just I wonder if that move was pre or post David Hamilton being called up. Oh, uh, I think Arroyo will play every day versus lefties. Oh, great. He plays, you know, one out of four days and maybe a little bit more. I'm not sure at this point because uh, Hamilton's the only lefty and you've still got uh, Kike Hernandez and you've still got Lopez. Uh, Reyes, I'm sorry, Reyes. Mm-hmm. Pablo Reyes. Pablo so Reyes. there's, you know, I don't know what the rotation's going to be. On a day-to-day basis, look at the lineup and play your DFS. On a weekly basis, I don't know, unless the Red Sox have four southpaws on the docket, I don't know if you can just put Arroyo in there. Yeah, it's, I mean, they don't want to play uh, Kike Hernandez at short anymore. Right. Arroyo's not an option there, right? So Not, not have, regularly, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's where Hamilton's going to play. Yeah. Yeah, it is kind of a jam, even though kind of mediocre options, it's kind of uncertain who will win out with playing time right now, but... You know, if you need a middle infielder, I could maybe see that now. Samad Taylor is getting some love on Twitter for his speed, understandably. So Samad Taylor goes for five out of a hundred. Um, seems like a little bit of a one one category play. I, you know, I uh, skeptical, but who knows? Playing time will be available. So uh, Joey Votto goes for three to James. I had a zero dollar bid on Joey. Uh, it's a long recovery from that shoulder issue, but I'm pumped that he's back and he seems to have ingratiated himself well to this kind of new uh, leadership in the clubhouse. Yeah, I I haven't followed the lineup. Is is this, I assume it's Spencer Steer that'll probably lose some playing time. Is that correct? You know, or? I don't really think so. I, he was he's out and left a little bit in left field. Yeah, yeah, all right. So he was out and left. So maybe it's who, whoever's injured, Sinzel or. Whoever yeah. might happen to be injured at the time, because uh, Rake's not going anywhere. Yeah, Rake's been good, and yeah, Vado was batting behind Steer yes uh, on Wednesday. So, um, yeah, Steer's been really kind of quietly, really strong. So, well, I guess no, he was. I think it was Fraley Vado Steer, but either way, that was Wednesday, and I think Steer maybe loses a little bit. You may be right, but I think his ability to play left field probably saves him. All right, next up for the Riddlewire Stake League. Um, let's see here. Brian Anderson of the Brewers for three. Reese Olsen for three. Joey Wentz for two. Jason Foley of Detroit for two. Miguel Rojas for two. Uh, Billy McKinney, who you know is known to have like one hot week every three seasons. He has gone off, and uh, he goes for two. I actually had a bid in on McKinney as well for zero. Uh, I feel like you're always going chasing with Billy McKinney, chasing the the production. And David Hamilton, who you mentioned, he goes uh, for one. You do think he's going to play a fair amount for Boston? I think because he's a lefty, he's going to, yeah. I think he is. Uh, Noticeable by the absence on the list, especially with all the middle infielders. No one took a chance, or maybe they didn't – Maybe. It came as a surprise, but Nick Gonzalez uh, is yeah a, called up today, right for the Pirates. Yeah, now, I don't know if that was a, a complete surprise or if it came out yesterday where people could have snuck the bid in. But um, you know, I I, I want him I was, over all these middle infielders that yeah, you mentioned. So I was far. surprised to see that he is not rostered. So okay, that took the entire league by surprise today. Yeah, he'll okay. uh, Gonzalez with an S at the end, by the way. Yes, he was a high draft pick a few years ago, and should be pretty exciting to see. He'll probably go for quite a bit next week in this league. Well, if Royal goes for six, he's got to match that, if not higher. Yeah, I would think so. Um, Matt Manning for a buck. Brandon Belts. A lot of people just patching holes here. Alec Thomas for a buck. Uh, Christopher Sanchez, kind of interested in him. Yeah. Uh, he starts tonight, doesn't he? Let me see. Starts tonight for the Phillies. Uh, no, Taiwan Walker, then Christopher Sanchez tomorrow. Right. So I'm excited to see what uh, – I know I think Sanchez got hurt in his debut, but – or in his start, but last start, but he's an uh, interesting young arm for Philadelphia. 
Let's see who else here. Jake Bowers on $0 ad. Sal Freilich for zero. Alex Wood. Will Benson's been playing quite a bit for the Reds. Uh, Paul DeYoung. Johnny Brito. Nick Anderson. Carlos Santana. David Peralta. Any of those names do anything for you, Todd? No, nah, I mean, they're typical fill-ins. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I think that they're fine. I think, uh, yeah, no, no, none of them stick out. I think they're all, you know, someone has an injury or wants to replace an underproducer and, they, and they're doing it. You know, Brito teases and then he has a bad outing and then he teases again. So mm-hmm. we'll see if he can gain any consistency there because that's a nice a nice scenario to work in. Some other should, top, yeah, the Yankees I should we should mention. Yeah. Some of the other top pickups from over on uh, CBS. Emma Chian, who was grabbed in this league last week, Leody Tavares. Ranger Suarez, Luis Matos was called up and is having an impact right away. Uh, Scott McGuff seems to be back yeah. closing, so that's kind of interesting. All right, Todd. Well, with that, let's shift our focus now to our uh, sponsors over at Rival sure. Fantasy, and we'll talk about some of their options this week. Before we talk about them, though, uh, Let me tell you a little bit about Rival. Rival Fantasy is the fantasy platform reinventing the way daily and weekly games are played. And they've brought new games to the ballpark this year that fantasy players won't find anywhere else. Rival Fantasy's games include Fantasy Bingo, Head-to-Head Player Challenges, and Fantasy Book, where users can select over-unders for two to five players. With games like this, daily fantasy has never been better. Right now, RotoWire listeners can get a $50 protected first play. That means... You win your first play, you keep your winnings. But if you lose your first entry, Rival Fantasy will fully refund you up to 50 bucks. Go to play.rivalfantasy.com slash sign up and use code ROTOWIREMLB at sign up and deposit a minimum of $25 to get your first entry on Rival protected up to $50. Now's the time to step up to the plate and become a rival today. Welcome to the arena. And the fantasy book that we mentioned there, it's going to be our topic of discussion today, and uh, as usual on Fridays. But yeah, picking over-unders is, is fun because it's pretty tough, and I seem to, at least in recent weeks, be hitting on one and then missing on my other one. So uh, still trying to find some consistency here on Rival. And I think one pick that we both agreed on was the under on Kenta Maeda, Todd. Four and a third innings in his... Most recent rehab outing for the one prior uh, just you know, it isn't really built up and uh, was really bad before the injury. So even though he's going up against Detroit, I think 17.33 points on rivals feels too high. Yeah. And um, we should quickly point out the scoring is akin to DraftKings. Mm-hmm. If you're familiar with that platform, so when we talk about over and unders, kind of put things in perspective. But yeah, that that exactly for the reasons you stated, there's a lot more that can go wrong for Maeda than right. Uh, so I, I think that is what, well, yeah, 17 is, I think is an easy call to go under. I should mention that. Um, whereas you've been having a little bit of a good success lately. I have been ice cold. Well, no, I've been hitting on one, but then missing on the other one. So I haven't been doing too much. Well. Oh yeah. I've, yeah, I've been at the point where I have, if I pick three players, I get two and I miss the third, which means you lose the, uh, you know, you lose the uh, you lose the attempt in general. But if, I mean, I was on a hot streak, nailing everything. Uh, so I look to turn things around this evening. So who else, aside from the under on Kentamaida, who else are you eyeing up over on Rival? I am looking to go over on Zach Eflin. Tampa Bay is hosting the Kansas City Royals. I like the, the good chance for a win. Eflin goes pretty deep into the games. So I do like Eflin to go over uh, 18.57, you know, kind of conservative number of points. He doesn't need the win to get that. Be nice if he did. Uh, and I'm also going Chris Bassett hmm. over Oakland. It's a little bit of picking on a lesser offense, but Bassett is just playing solid. You know, I mean, he's going to have a blow up here and again, and maybe tonight. But he's kind of a guy you just put in your lineup and you don't try to guess his good outings and time his poor outings. You just put him in your lineup and you get your 3.6 ERA by the end of the season and you're happy. 
I'm hopefully going to be happy. 15 and a half points. That's not a lot. I mean, he's going to get that on innings and strikeouts alone against Oakland. So those are my three pitchers. Um, you know, just, uh, you know, I get three batters, but let's, uh, let's hear some of your other pitchers. My other pitcher is going to be Clark Schmidt over 14.36 points. Now he has to face Texas, but Clark Schmidt kind of quietly, and it's hard to do it quietly when you're pitching for the Yankees, but quietly has been pitching really well over his last six starts, a 2-5-6 ERA, 1-1-4 whip. Now he hasn't been especially dominant in that stretch, only uh, 25 strikeouts in 31 and two-thirds innings, but uh, three long balls. And this is a, a talent that I believed in. Got off to such a rough start. Yeah, he did. It's really good to see him uh, recovering. Now, also in that stretch, I mentioned the Ks have, haven't really been there. He's also only got one win over that stretch. Um, so while he's routinely going five-plus, Yankees haven't really been supporting him. I think that probably changes pretty soon. 14.36 feels too low with the way Clark Schmidt has been pitching. Who's pitching for the Rangers tonight? I should know this. I just don't remember. Let's double check here. Um, Not that it matters too much. but Well, it matters. Let's double check here. Um, it is Dane Dunning. Six and you one. What? I mean, you could, you could almost, whatever you just said about Schmidt, almost plug in Dunning, and it's fairly close. Yeah, that's you know, I, bad point. He's, he's been surprisingly okay without a lot of strikeouts, so. And uh, Texas is the slight road favorite here yeah. in Yankee Stadium. Over, yeah. Over under yeah. eight and a half runs. Yeah. Well, I guess I'm a little skeptical on Dunning, though. But you're right that a lot of those uh, arguments do apply to a little bit to Dunning. Let's see what it was his. Uh, does he have a projection for tonight? No, I'm not seeing one for Dane Dunning. But um, oh, on the on on under on, yeah, on right, right, yeah, right. But yeah, I, I do like that just because. Yeah, he's been pitching so well. And Emmett Sheehan, too, he was one of our picks last week, uh, 14.28. And after the Reds just swept Houston, the team is not the same without Jordan Alvarez. Not yeah, so. I wrote a little about that for my ESPN Daily Notes piece about, you know, it made me not be confident to start Sheehan, but it's not the same Houston lineup, especially without Alvarez. And I think, doesn't Smith Shaver have a – uh, Atlanta don't they don't they have an interesting uh, match tonight as well? Well, they face the Reds, right? Okay, Reds so are, you know, yeah. a week or three ago, yeah, you Smith Schauber. Now it's it's not such a no brainer, right? I mean, it's, well, he does get Luke Weaver on the other side. So, well, I will be. Uh, I like not, there's a segue. Here are my three hitters <laughs> that I'm using. Yeah, I saw these. Uh, I'm going. Yeah, I apologize. I don't. You know, hopefully. Hopefully it's like a, a 12 to 11 Reds come for behind victory, mm-hmm. but I like Ronald Acuna over nine and a half out over 9.9 facing Luke Weaver. And I like Matt Olson over 8.7. Um, I mean, that's the, I mean, a home runs 14. So this is like a double and a run scored or double on an RBI. will get you close to these numbers. Um, and my last one, um, Freddie Freeman at home against JP France. I do the hitting, more for fun because it's fun to turn on the games and maybe not mm-hmm. for you tonight with my picks to turn on the games and roof your batter to you know club a double or put one over the fence um, as opposed to rooting for him to strike out to get the under. Uh, so I you know a smaller a smaller entry fee for my hitters, but it is fun. You know you know the larger entry fee for the um, for the pitchers uh, just to to try to keep the pay uh, the payroll the bankroll where uh, where I need it. But anyway, um, yeah, I'm gonna stick to the pitchers myself, just because you know, Schmidt, Sheehan, and the under on uh, Maeda. Yeah, just, well, that's fine. Yeah, I, I pitch. I have not been having a lot of luck with the uh, over unders on pitcher on hitters in a specific day. So, yep. The well, over under, by the way. Yep. Over under tonight in Cincinnati is 11 runs. Just wanted to mention. Wow, that's uh, it's a lot. Yeah, it is. I mean. Wind is apparently blowing out a little bit. Six All right. Hour. Well, time for a uh, – is that a 6.40 start? Yep. Yeah, I thought so. So, yeah. either, yeah, have to play the, the, the turbo the turbo uh, field on DraftKings. 
All right. Well, um, anything else on your mind before we get into the two-star pitchers for next week? No, other than I, those few of you that are on watching on YouTube, et cetera, can have like a little contest between the, the, the sweat balls on my face rolling down to see which gets to my chin first. Unfortunately, it looks like, your, uh, <laughs> looks like your video has gone out on us. Oh, no. Well, that's but not anyway. a bad thing. <laughs> um, no, it's all good. I just... Uh, you know, it has. Yeah, but um, you know, it's, uh, I don't want you to worry. It was there, right? Yeah, it was there when we started. Um, let's see. Well, as you as you start to introduce the um, yeah the pictures, I, mean, I will I will start start cam. All right, I just want to. Uh, there we go. Hey, um, we're back. Oh, nice. I don't want you worried too much about it. No, right, I, I now I have to uh, adjust something. Let me. See. Great. There we go. Look, there we go. It's off again. Oh, what the heck! All right. Anyway, whatever. I'm <laughs> I'm here. My voice is here. The RW is moving, so we're good. We are good. All right. Well, let's get into the two-star pitchers for the week of June 26th. Um, by the way, Todd, I know you were like back in the day a wrestling guy. Did you ever play like Revenge or No Mercy for the 64? No, I did not. Random question. All right. Well, there were some classic WCW games that were released back then in this coming week. The uh, spiritual successor to those games comes out. So, as a, a huge nerd, I'm looking forward to it. But let's talk about the two star pitches for June 26th, 2023. And Zach Gallen, Spencer Strider, we got some really easy ones off the jump. Zach Gallen's got to face Tampa Bay, but I think these guys pretty much matchup proof as fives. Absolutely. So, let me get those logs. We will recap these at the end of the show. All right. Um, let me just get one last thing logged here. I know that's stellar uh, podcasting. All right. Next up, Tyler Wells. He's going to face the Reds at home in Baltimore. And then he's got Minnesota coming to Baltimore. So two home starts. Tyler Wells, I don't think we've talked about him much, but he's kind of been one of the nice early season fab pickups. He's been pitching. A little bit of a blip last time, but I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, six and three, two, uh, three, two, two ERA. My first thought was four, but hmm, I guess at home he probably is a four. Yeah, no, I think he's a four. Yeah, home run issues lately, but I think he's a four. Yeah, at home that seems right. Now, what about Garrett Whitlock versus Miami at Toronto? Uh, scooped up a lot of spots, but if you're in a shallower league. You know, going to Toronto is great, and Miami's played surprisingly well. But uh, I sure would like to add Whitlock in shallower leagues where he's still available. So I'm going to go three on Whitlock. Yeah, my 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 Boston heart says four. My unbiased brain says three. So let's go three. Uh, Jamison Tyone. Uh, overall numbers look pretty rough. He was actually. Oh well, with the London series, he was passed over for us, uh, that second start. That's that's why. Um, good, good on him. <laughs> good, lucky yeah. for him. He only went uh, five and a third, gave up four and runs his last outing. So while we have both kind of been waiting and saying like, yeah, he's not a decent buy low or a decent add off the wa- waiver wire where he was cut, it still just is not coming together for time. You're right. Um, does that make him a two? I don't. I guess versus Philly versus Cleveland. I think so. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing. Uh, yeah. I, too exciting not, about trotting him out. But. Yeah, he was originally scheduled to work in the London series, which would have been uh, who is scheduled now for Chicago. I know Justin Steele is. Yeah, Steele and um, Stroman. Strom. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting one, Stroman. Uh, would I use him over the weekend? I don't know in the London series. I think you have to with the way he's pitched. But yeah, maybe but maybe not. Even I mean, he doesn't give up many fly balls, but man, that three ninety two to center and that's moved back. But anyway, all right.
You can hear me, right, son? I could hear the screen for a while. All right. Yeah, I was having some issues there. Apologies, but it seems like everything's at least on track from us. Yeah, audio. This, audio this, this podcast will not be submitted to the FSWA. For, yeah, the, for the awards, we're going to have to pick another one. <laughs> now, Andrew Abbott's rostered everywhere at this point. Well, should be anyway. Uh, finally gave up his first few runs, uh, but still got the victory. And aside from those, there were a couple of just kind of weekly hit fly balls that left Great American Ballpark. I thought he looked really good overall this week. So he's rostered. I, I'm not going to give him a five, but at Baltimore, at or no, I'm sorry, Andrew Abbott's not a two star pitcher. Right, but it's worth mentioning. I mean, yeah. yeah, I uh, I saw him bolded, but not with the red dot next to him. Yeah, so yeah Andrew Abbott's awesome, but Brandon Williamson might be more widely available. Yeah, I know he is uh, at Baltimore versus San Diego. So Brandon Williamson, I didn't turn him loose in the stake league, but in a sixteen-team league, I do have him on my bench, and you know, maybe in a certain spot in a traditional league, I would think about it. So I'm going to give Brandon Williamson a one. Everybody, every lefty does well against Colorado, but it's still nice to have seen five strikeouts, no walks in five frames against the Rockies at home. So that's that's promising. That's promising. I'm with you. At Baltimore, you don't love home again. You don't love either of them, but I'm going to agree with the one. And Gavin Williams, who we talked about at the top of the show, got his uh, call up and made his debut pretty much only had one bad inning and was pretty impressive. Otherwise, at Kansas City, at the Cubs, uh, you know, I'm not going to go four quite yet, but you know, he's pretty much up there. So I'm going to go three. I need. I still need to see. I'm going to go two, but I understand where I understand where the three may come from. Pretty exciting. And if you grabbed him, I think you're turning him loose. What about Connor Seabold? Any consideration at all at home for two? It's got to be a zero, right? That is a zero. Oh, that's gotta be interesting to note. The Rockies are home for six, but that's a zero. Uh, Michael Kopek. Well, I'm looking at the second guy here, Tuki Toussaint. That's got to be a best guess. He was claimed by the White Sox, so he's uh, on their 40 man roster. We'll see. And he pitched well his last time yeah, out. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Which is it was almost, it was a little surprising. I think it was a predetermined that he was going to be let go. Yeah. Regardless of how he how he pitched, uh, Toussaint. But anyway, yeah, I mean, he pitched. Good for him for uh, doing well with his audition, at least. Yeah. I mean, getting another opportunity. Pitched, shout out innings against Texas, the league lead, the score, the league leading uh, runs. And it was on Cleveland, and, and Cleveland just called up Williams. So it must have been predetermined that that was going to happen. But anyway, um, the White Sox need help. So you never know. Yeah, good on Tucson on you know parlaying that final opportunity into a new opportunity with the White Sox. Uh, we'll see if he does indeed get the start on Tuesday. I I mean, hmm, probably going to go zero there, frankly. But Kopech, I'll give a uh, against the Angels and at Oakland. I think Kopech's probably a four. Yeah, I was wondering you know how high you're going to go because I'm I'm thinking five as well, but I think I'm going to they're on the road. I think I'm going to go four. But I really like what we're seeing. And I know it hasn't been perfect, but I like the improvements Kopech has made. I mean, I'm looking at the, you know, our depth chart and the depth chart in general, with Clevenger out, you know, we only have five listed and Clevenger being the fifth and he's out. Unless it's a bullpen game, I don't know. What, I I think I think Tucson has good, in, you know, Jesse Schultons in a bullpen type game maybe. Mm-hmm. But I think Tucson's probably going to pitch. Yeah, so definitely a name to at least keep in mind. I I wouldn't start him, but would you give him a one, courtesy one? Um, You know what? I'm going to give him a one. Hopefully we'll have more information by the end of the weekend. Yeah. I'll give you a courtesy one there on uh, Tucson. All right, what about Matthew Boyd? He's got to face the Rangers in Texas, then at Colorado. So tough two-step there for Matthew Boyd. Um. I'm going to give him like a points league one, I think. I don't think I can go higher than one. Especially with I Colorado. can't either. I mean, I'm tempted to do the zero thing. Yeah. Um, I think I, 
if we, if we, yeah, if you if you're the boss, if you say points leagues, yeah, if it's a, if we're allowed points leagues ones, sure, let's let's do that. We make up the rules with this uh, segment as we go along, <laughs> and you are welcome to go the points league one as I did. Uh, Framber Valdez got to be a five, right? Robert. Has got to be a five is correct. As a stud, um, Brady ah. Stinger. Ugh, I think Brady Singer has been a thorn in our side for a few years. It, no, I mean, no, I mean, he was fine last year, just a few months, maybe. Yeah, I can't. He he keeps pitching just well enough to say maybe next time. Mm. And guess what he did last time? Just well enough to say maybe next time. But it was against Detroit. I think I'm at the point where I'm. I, I don't. I'm out. I mean, seven innings. Five runs. You love the seven innings, but only struck out two. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I think I'm out. I think I'm finally out on Brady Singer, and you know that means he's going to do well next time. Okay, you're welcome, but um, I'm out. I, I'm no, going to go one, but I'm out. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll give him a Matt Boyd one, but yeah, that's about it. A uh, Jaime Berea is going to. 2-1-4 ERA, but uh, only three innings his last time out, four and a third. He did have a couple five-inning outings before that, May 31st, June 7th. But yeah, Jaime Maria just without the workload, I got to go zero. It's, it's to the point where you have to think about higher, but I think I'm still with you. Mm-hmm. Until he's routinely throwing five-plus, I just – yeah, uh, I mean the White Sox lineup isn't great. Arizona scares me. The R and you know I am going to go one. I am going to go yeah. one. Um, okay. It, he's not pitching five innings, but I think he's ready to go five. I think you know. All right, if you're if we're allowed to, um, uh, you know, tag it, I'm going to tag it as a draft champions one. Okay. Yeah, you're you're <laughs> welcome to tag. It. That not, makes a lot more sense. Yeah, I'm not using him. I'm. I'm. Re, I'm He's not on my roster in a fab league, but in a draft champions, if I did pick him up, I probably would use him at this point. And my teams aren't very good, so that explains why. Yeah, me neither, unfortunately. Uh, Clayton Kershaw, now he has to go to Colorado, but then he's at KC, so my opinion kind of levels out. And he's got a lot of experience pitching in Colorado. Not, not very that. good, though. He's yeah. not very good there. That's He's my favorite pitcher to point out. You know, look what happens to Kershaw. And I know that the team isn't as good. I'm not I'm not gonna say bench him though. Um but I'm not gonna go five. I mean Yeah, I'm gonna go four, but I'm gonna go four. I'm gonna go four. I don't really yeah. see how you could bench him. Yeah. Uh now Sandy Alcantara's been I mean, maybe one of the biggest disappointments of the year. I'm trying to think on players who went up that high. I mean, there have been some injuries to Grom, of course, but uh, man, Alcantara has been huge bust. ERA over five. Uh, those warnings that you and others threw out there, some of us heeded those warnings and others did not. And uh, the K's, you know, the 78 and 95 and two thirds innings, the, the lack of K's finally caught up to him. And it's a, it's a damn Can shame. If there's any chance speculative here and I've, I've written about it and mentioned it any chance it's a pitch clock thing with Alcantara could be and I thought that was an interesting uh tout table conversation with the pitch clock and the other new rules how it's you know affecting the game as entertainment but maybe having an adverse effect on on pitcher health and yeah my my main thing and I think I've mentioned this is let's not do it's working victory laps just yet Let's see how things play out over the season. Games are shorter. Okay, that's fine. Let's see if there's any unintended consequences like you're alluding to. Injuries, drop in performance. Right now, the figureheads are, are do, you know, you know, led by Brian Cranston, uh, are, are doing victory laps about, the, uh, about, what's, about what's happened. So uh, something I thought was interesting, it's, it's related to Alcantara. One of the concerns was middle infield and ground balls. I haven't dug in deeper to this, but Sports Info Solutions had a tweet out that the Marlins have been the best at positioning their players within the current rules, which I think is interesting because that's what we were concerned about with 
Wendell and Arise and did he just get another hit, Luis Arise? Uh, Wendell, you know, yeah, and now Bernie and, 500. Yeah, whoever else is playing the middle infield, we were concerned. But apparently they're really good about positioning their players, uh, which I'm glad that SIS is, is tracking it. And it's something I want to dig a little bit deeper into. But anyway, wow, so we have to, we have to grade them. Yeah, it's at Boston, at Atlanta. Oh, gosh. Who would have thought we even wouldn't consider, you know, less than four? But that's where I am. I would consider less than four. I'm not going less than four, but it sounds like you are. I'm go. I'm just standing between a two and a three. I mean, yeah. on the road, these two offenses. I think it's. I'm going to go two. I mean, wow. okay. Uh, these offenses are. I know the Red Sox offense has been inconsistent, but it's back at home, and hopefully they'll remember how to hit at Fenway Park. I hear you. I'm going to go four. I, I guess I'm just still expecting better from him. Um, but maybe it's time for me to adjust kind of baseline expectations. I just, I guess if you have him, you're just yeah, it, kind of at the point where you have to hope he gets better to have any chance. Yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm starting him. Yeah. I'm just, I guess the two, the two is reflects just, where I he's actually at. And I, we can't, or we would be if we could. A lot of times, you know, we're not pointing to, oh, look at his left on base percentage. Look at his soft content. And he's been, he ha- he's been bad. He hasn't just been unlucky. He's been bad. But anyway. True. True. Now, Colin Ray and Julio Tehran are the two-star pitchers from Milwaukee. Uh, Tehran's it's been a huge surprise. And uh, really, I mean, I wouldn't think he'd be like a comeback player of the year yet, but he might be up there for comeback player of the year if he keeps something like this up. Uh, through six starts, he's got a one five three ERA. Um, Colin Ray isn't – I mean, I may give Colin Ray a one. Tehran's kind of inching toward three for me, I think. 23 strikeouts, 35 and a third innings, eight walks. Yeah. Yeah. Don't love it. I think um, we have a comeuppance – Coming up and come up at sing soon. Uh, last time out, four walks against three strikeouts to Arizona, but he shut him out. I think he's gonna, you know, I think it's coming. I, th- I, I think I can't say zero because I mean, I can't, uh, but I think he's, I'm gonna go two. I think there's a come up that's coming with Tehran. Um, yep, I'm gonna go two as well. I was thinking after three. all that, we're the same, yeah. but uh, but. Well, you I, talked me down. I was at three initially. But yeah. You no, Ray, you know what? I remember Ray's one good start, and he probably didn't have any other one, any other good one. So, a quick, <laughs> a, a quick check. Yeah, four earned runs the last two times out. I'm remembering, uh, you know, he did shut out Baltimore over five frames. So, yeah, I'm going to give him a token one, but I don't love it. Well, let's pause real quick to bring you a quick word from our Blue Wire sponsors, and we'll be right back here on the RotoWire. Fantasy Baseball Podcast. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. 
don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. All right, we're back here on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Clay Link here with Todd Zola. We are looking ahead to the final week of June. Can you believe that? Final week of June already, uh, June 26th. Two-star pitchers grading them on a 0-5 to five scale. And Sonny Gray's, uh, even though he's got to go at Atlanta at Baltimore, I think he's earned a, a 5. And I'm not going to come off that given the matchups. No, no, I agree. Um Absolutely, I agree. All right. Justin Verlander versus Milwaukee versus San Francisco. So he's home for two. Do you expect Verlander to pitch like a five this coming week? Hasn't pitched like a five yet, has he? No. You know, he's. it's kind of tough. It, you know, with all the – he's old, he won't pitch well. Were we just a year late? But, you know, or, you know, or is there something else happening – this year, I mean, again, the 44 strikeouts, the strikeouts were down last year, but he still was over K in inning. Uh-huh. Um, seven, six innings, seven innings, 11 strikeouts, and 13. All right, I mean, he's not Justin Verlander, so it's not a five, but do we trust that he's on his way back and go up to four? You know what? I think he deserves that. Yeah, I think he's a four. I, um, I wouldn't go quite five, but I could see him, you know, at home. At home, good pitching parks. Against Milwaukee. San Francisco has been great, but at home, I think very manageable matchups for uh, for Verlander. So four, I'm with you there. Now, Jose Buto, we have plugged in. um, Our note for Tyler McGill when he was optioned noted that there was no word on who would replace McGill in the rotation, but uh, Jose Buto is our best guess. I'm going to go zero, especially because we don't know. And just guess. What? All right. When do we have Budo scheduled to pitch? Tuesday? Yeah, tentative. I mean, just. Okay. So he would probably be scheduled or pitching tonight. He last pitched the 18th. Uh, Budo last pitched the 18th in Buffalo. I'm talking about if on the minors. Yeah. So if he pitches in the minors tonight, it won't be Tuesday. So that's just something that we'll have more information yeah, that's come point. Sunday. But yeah, he last pitched um, a five inning stint against Buffalo in the minors, and he's been going eight days between starts. Five, you know, just the way the schedule's worked out. So uh, we'll have to see. But um, mm-hmm. he, you know, his five day rotation would be tonight. Um, I guess the best thing is if he doesn't go over the weekend, he's probably pitching Tuesday. And I'm not starting him anyway. It's just no, something no, to keep I mean, an eye on. Wondering. David Peterson, what has he been up to at AAA? Let me take a quick peek. Um, yeah, David Peterson's been 
Not very good at all at AAA Syracuse. He's got a 4.86 ERA, 1.62 WHIP. Yeah, I get, I get why they probably, you know, wouldn't wouldn't give David Peterson a look there. Uh, Johnny Burrito. We talked about Jose Buto and now Johnny Burrito uh, at Oakland at St. Louis. Um, probably not. But if I was giving out points leagues, ones point. League ones earlier. I'm gonna have to give Brito a one too. You know, if the Yankee offense were providing more support, if you will, mm-hmm. I would. You know, you know, he's got it. You'd think the yeah would have a chance, Brito, of picking up a winner, a win here because the bullpen's still pretty good. Hasn't Brito looked a little bit better lately? Um, a little bit. I just the K's are so low. Yeah, he had one good K trust. game. Yeah. All yeah. right. Um. I'm going to go one as well. Okay. Uh, next up, we have Paul Blackburn, the Oakland A's. Kind of an interesting uh, potential ad this week. Let me get some logs here. Timestamp logged uh, for all you timestamp lovers out there. Um, so, over his last few outings, Paul Blackburn, his last three, he's pitched 16 and two thirds innings. Only six earned runs. Does have 20 hits in that span, but a 21 to 3K to walk. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty impressive there. So, this is a guy who, you know, I wouldn't expect those kind of strikeout numbers to continue, but he does occasionally pop up on the radar and home for two against the Yankees and then against the White Sox. I think I'm going to go two on Blackburn. I'm kind of interested. Might pick him up in a spot or two. Yeah, I saw, he was the opponent for Williams, Gavin Williams, in Williams' debut. So mm-hmm. a lot of people got to see um, Blackburn a little bit. I watch him as like the, he should be throwing harder. You know, big guy and everything. Maybe it's you know perceived velocity where he's releasing it from, uh, etc. But yeah, I'm going to go two. And I've always liked him as a streamer when he's healthy in Oakland. I know that's not the situation here. But I'll go to. What about Ranger Suarez uh, at the Cubs at? Or I'm sorry, versus Washington. Well, actually, I'm sorry. Blackburn is at home for both games. Yeah, yeah. I'm I, sorry, I, I mentioned that, but I yeah, no, I, I, I unmentioned it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, Ranger Suarez at the Cubs and then versus Washington. So on the road, then at home for a nice matchup against the, the Nats. Um, pitching well, so yeah. Jeez, I'm gonna have to go four. I think. I agree. Um, I mean, it could be one of those deserves a five, but we save that for the elite. Therefore, saying four. But he's been he's been shoving lately. Yeah, good for him, and uh, you know, bouncing back from some injuries in recent years and reestablishing himself as an important part of that rotation. Five straight quality starts. <laughs> Only two homers allowed in that time. Um, strikeouts have picked up, but in even you know in general over those five starts, twenty-two in thirty-two and two-thirds, which we don't love, but it's been twenty-two over the last nineteen innings. No, yeah, no. Suarez is back. Now, what about forty-three-year-old <coughs> Rich Hill uh, versus San Diego versus Milwaukee? So home for two. Um, man. I have him in a spot or two, and I've been happy with the returns overall. Um, I think I'm only going to go two, but I, yeah, kind of like him and Blackburn. I, I think I like uh, both those guys about the same for this week. Different, we get there for different ways. They're different pitchers, but I agree. It's a the good park. I think it's a two. What about you, Darvish? On the road for two and against uh, NL Central opponents, Pittsburgh and then Cincinnati. Uh, Darvish, a 4-8-4 ERA, but, geez, I'm tempted to go five even with some hiccups. Uh, are you there with Darvish at five? Yeah, the thing is he should be an automatic five, but he has had the hiccups. Yeah. Cincinnati's not a, it's not a walkover anymore. Pittsburgh, uh, Pittsburgh isn't either. I'm going to – I'm going to – no, I'm gonna go four. I, I don't think he's quite. I, I don't think he's quite there. I'm gonna go four, and, and yeah. you can say a little bit about the same as the offense is. We don't know what kind of support he's gonna get. He should be crushing it. 
or San Diego should be crushing it. Mm-hmm. Oh, good point. All right. Well, um, I got him as a five, but I got you down as a four. And Luis Castillo may be my favorite player in baseball. <laughs> uh, if you see me at the you know, company event in a few weeks in Vegas, I probably will be wearing a Luis Castillo jersey at some point. There we go. Um, he's hit running into some tough luck in terms of run support lately, but he's going to be a five for me versus Washington versus Tampa Bay. He's pitching like a five. It just can't get really many wins to show for it lately. Yeah, I will not be seeing you in that shirt this year, unfortunately. I which I one of these years I return to Vegas. Yeah, I will be at the back. Cape Cod League instead. Ooh, nice. Um, I will making my annual trip to the Cape Cod League during the All Star break. Uh, I would like to get back. Just I, you know, it's not so much Vegas. I just want to see the see the crowd again. But anyway, and yeah, play euchre, miss, play euchre. Um, one of these years, maybe next year. Things are falling into place. Maybe next year. Anyway, um, five for yeah, five for Castillo. Yeah, not a two-star pitcher, but Brian Wu is pretty interesting. He lines up for a home start yeah. against Washington next week. I'd definitely put in a, a bid if he's available. Uh, Alex Wood at Toronto at the Mets. ERA over five. Man, tough, uh, tough assignment. Tough call here on on Wood. I think I'm only going to go. I'm going to go two. Where are you at on Alex? Wood? Yeah, I mean, I happened to catch some of that shellacking last night, too. Mm-hmm. Six earned runs and three and a third Padres because, you know, I'm not, I'm not ashamed to admit I like watching the Padres because I like listening to Don Arcillo. And he and Mudcat had some fun again last night. Um, I'm going to go one. I, don't, I, I haven't seen a whole lot from Wood. Mm-hmm. Now, what about Matthew Libertor of the Arizona Cardinals? He's been pretty disappointing. That's easy to say. Now, that comes with the expectations of a guy who's had quite a bit of prospect hype, and maybe it's unfair to say he's been a a disappointment so far. But in terms of overall numbers and what you're wanting for fantasy, uh, he has been. But only two homers allowed in 25 innings. K's though, 18 K's in 25 innings. Expected more than that from Libertor. So uh, let me double check what these matchups are. Versus like Houston. No. Houston and the versus Yankees. Houston's versus the Yankees. On paper, hey, neither of them are hitting well. But aren't you scared that this is when they get good? You know, I mean, yeah. they're, they're due. I just said something that announced, I hate when announcers, he's due. Part of my piece today was I wish announcers didn't say stuff like that. But anyway. Yeah, that's, that's not how baseball works. Uh, like, but know. anyway. Um, yeah, no. I mean, 18 to 12 strikeout to walk, only two home. I mean, I'm, I'm only go, giving a one. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go one. We're, remember last week we disagreed. This week we're agreeing a lot. I'm going to go one as well. Now, kind of on the other side of the coin, Todd Bradley's been really impressive and continues to impress. Uh, his most recent outing, only walked one over six innings. So he completed six for the first time as a big leaguer. One earned run on a homer. Eight Ks, no walks. Uh, at Arizona, it'll be a- opposite Gallon than opposite Castillo tentatively. So uh, at least the way things line up now, he'll face a couple tough guys on the opposite side and Gallon and Castillo. But at Arizona, at Seattle, with the way he's been pitching, I'm going to give Taj Bradley four. I didn't realize he had 71 punch outs in 49 innings. Yeah. And, and I this mean, guy just, is the real deal. Yeah. 15 for my, for my selfish stratomatic purposes, I'm loving this. I don't know. I'm guessing that 386 ERA is high. It um, does feel like it looks like it's better than that. Yeah. Looking down at our numbers, I should go to fan graphs. Uh, 67.3 left on base is low. So I think he's uh, he's pitching just some bad luck. Anyway, I'm gonna. What are the matchups? I'm gonna. Um, Arizona and Seattle at Arizona. At oh Seattle. gosh, it it should be a. I think it. I'm gonna say five. He's pitching like a five, and he he's had enough outings under his belt that I'm gonna say five. Those strikeout numbers are ridiculous. And by the way, for those kind of waiting. Bated breath on news on Shane McClanahan. Still waiting here. 
Uh, last we heard that Kevin Cassidy hoped McClanahan will be okay after receiving treatment on his back Thursday, but pulled with a uh, mid-back tightness and still a uncertainty. So that could, think, be a, could be a huge blow if that ends up being something. I think it was just – it kind of went under the radar on Twitter. I think it was just a, a night where – not a lot of people were on Twitter because it wasn't a lot of games. It's just kind of like normally when someone of that nature gets hurt, Twitter blows up. But anyway. Yeah, it's kind of, I don't know, we'll see. Um, by the way, we had a question about A.J. Smith Shaver in the chat, thinking about picking him up. Over-under is 11 runs tonight, so. Could be a tough one tonight, but definitely should be rostered, I would say. Yeah, I mean, depending on the league format. It, to me, he's still a streamer. Yeah. I don't want to stream him tonight, but, you know, I mean, sometimes you have to pick him up and reserve him because someone else will. I am nervous about tonight. Yeah, same. same. Okay, um, wrapping things up here. Nathan Eovaldi versus Detroit versus Houston. And he's pitched great. I did turn down a trade for him uh, just today for Ketel Marte just because my offense is so bad. I need Marte. And as good as Evaldi's been, he's had a ton of injury issues throughout his career. He's kind of been bit by the gopheritis in recent outings. So I turned down a one-for-one Evaldi for uh, Ketel Marte this morning. And as good as he's pitched, he does have to face Houston. I guess he's a five. Yeah, he's at home. Texas yeah. is a good place to pitch. He's a five. That was, I mean, rejecting that was more to do with my team setup than anything. And well, it yes, sounds like whoever offered you the yeah. trade didn't look at your strengths and weaknesses, and they wanted Ivaldi. Not, I'm sorry, they wanted Marte and didn't take into consideration if you could afford to give him up. But anyway, also I have, as I mentioned, I have Gavin Williams. So I'm kind of hoping to slot in Williams yeah. and help my, help my rotation that way without subtracting from my offense. Okay, so Eovaldi's five. What about Martin Perez? Same two-step for him versus Detroit versus Houston. He has not been, you know, I mean, he has not been great. No. Um, not getting strikeouts, which count in, the, you know, in the categories. I'm going to give him a two. I'm going to go three, but I, okay, I got you down a two. That makes look, sense. At, look at the recent strikeouts. Three, yeah. three, five, two, three, two. Well, he's never been a strikeout. Machine. Well, no, but he's, it's been, I mean, it's been higher than that. Mm-hmm. It's been like, you know, if it's five innings, it's four. If it's six innings, it's five. You know, one fewer than the number of innings, he's well below that base. Yeah. Now, Kevin Galson, he's going to be a five, right? Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll need to spend much time there. And then finally, Trevor Williams. I mean, hmm. He's pitched better than I realized. Uh, at Seattle, at Philly, though. Maybe a one. I never liked picking up Trevor Williams. But... No, right. I don't either, so I don't do it. Um, yeah, I'm going to go zero. Screw it. I, um, I don't see it. Yeah, you, you know what? Same argument. No strikeouts. He had a couple six strikeout games, but no, I'm going to go zero as well. Too much of a blow-up potential. Well, I got a text from James that uh, Brewers, or I'm sorry, Reds Braves tonight officially sold out. So excitement oh. is high in Cincinnati. I was afraid you were going to say rained out because that would have <laughs> oh, initiated was- a bunch of things I needed to do on my end. So that thankfully you said sold out. Well, we have a lot of rainouts over there in Cincinnati early in the year, but thankfully, no, no, sold out. So people are excited. And yeah, 11 straight wins. Can you believe it? I feel like Bob Odenkirk from I Think You Should Leave. I had a poster of her on my wall that I married her. Can you believe it? Just seems really uh, unlikely that the Reds would win 11 straight. But going for 12 should be fun. Anything else on your mind today, Todd, as we wrap things up? You said Odenkirk. Now, is Mr. Show out of your realm? That would no, be I in love, your realm. I love that. That would be in your realm, right, yeah. with David Cross. Rotowire's Mario Puig actually got me onto Mr. Show years and years ago. Oh, yeah, Great. that was a while ago. But him and yeah. David Cross were. Oh, those guys it, are hilarious. It wasn't for everybody, mm-hmm. but if you were into it, you loved it. Did you ever you see know? the 
the movie they made together, Run, Ronnie, Run. I thought that was no, funny. I didn't. I, I I think I've heard of it, but have not seen it. But anyway, um, needed to get you back, you know, over the love boat thing. We're now on Mr. Show. Yeah, I appreciate that. Something more in my wheelhouse. <laughs> well, thank you, Todd. Thank you all for stopping through and hanging out. You want to do the review of the numbers? Or are we not going to? Uh... Oh, geez. Good call. I almost completely forgot to do that. All right, let's review our grades. Yes, that's something we always do to cap off the show. Um, let me get the timestamp down. Okay, so at the exactly one hour and 30 second mark, <laughs> we have Zach Gallant, five. Spencer Strider, five, some easy ones. Then Tyler Wells, four. Garrett Whitlock, three. Jameson Tyone, two. Brandon Williamson, one. Gavin Williams, I say three. Todd, two. Needs to see a little bit more. Connor Seabold, zero. Michael Kopech, four. Uh, Tuki Toussaint, I say zero. Todd, one. Matt Boyd, one. Framber Valdez, five. Brady Singer, one. Jaime Berea, I say zero. Todd, one. Uh, Clayton Kershaw, four. Sandy Alcantara, I say four. Todd, two. Colin Ray, one. Julio Tehran, two. Sonny Gray, five. Justin Verlander, four. Jose Buto, zero. Johnny Brito, one. Paul Blackburn, two. Ranger Suarez, four. Rich Hill, two. You Darvish, I say five, Todd, four. Luis Castillo, five. Alex Wood, I say two, Todd, one. Matthew Libertor, one. Taj Bradley, I say four, Todd, five. Nathan Eovaldi, five. Martin Perez, I say three, Todd, two. Kevin Gaussman, five. And then finally, Trevor Williams, zero. All right, anything else with you, Todd? Yeah, we kept them too long already. All good. Yeah. Enjoy some good ball this weekend. Don't forget, London series, go run, go runs. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, Matt, Matt Leahy, uh, the Reds are America's team. So thank you for that. In the <laughs> Go Red Legs. And we're, you're all welcome on the bandwagon. So see you there. And Todd, talk to you next week. Okay. All right, man. All right, guys. Thank you all for being here on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. <laughs>